May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone, and those of you out in YouTube land on this um, soggy Florida morning. Are you familiar with the expression, one man's trash or one person's trash is another person's treasure? I think there's some truth to that. In September of last year, a French woman took an old painting to an auction house to be appraised. The previously, the picture had been hanging over the stove in her kitchen. However, a friend visiting her home encouraged her to have it appraised. The painting depicted Jesus Christ before his crucifixion being mocked. Turns out it was painted in the year 1280 by an Italian painter named Simabu, a forefather of the Italian Renaissance. That painting that previously hung in her kitchen sold at auction for $26.8 million. Not too long ago, another homeowner in Toulouse, France, discovered a painting in his attic, and it was by the Renaissance artist Caravaggio. This painting also is estimated to be worth millions. And a brother and sister in the UK who were cleaning out their parents' home after their death came across a vase with an image of a fish on it. To their surprise, this vase had been made for the family of a Chinese emperor in the 18th century, and recently it sold at auction for $18 million. So how can these amazing works of art go unnoticed for centuries? It takes someone with a special training, a special skill to see their worth. Everyone else looked at it and saw something pretty, but a trained appraiser looked at it and saw a masterpiece. You see, two people can look at the very same thing and see something vastly different. There's an old story about a rector and his wife who decided to have the vestry and their spouses over for dinner. They thought it would set a good example, even though it was a lot of hard work. And when it came time for dinner, the rector's wife asked their four-year-old daughter to say grace. Well, she protested and said, I don't know what to say. The rector's wife just said, well, just say what I said. So everyone bowed their heads and the little girl prayed, Dear Lord, why did I have all these people over for dinner? Amen. <laughs> that, that must have been how Jesus felt when he saw that crowd. All those people. Matthew tells us it was 5,000 men plus women and children. So the total was probably closer to 10,000. I can't imagine, can you? Makes me tired just thinking about how to provide for that many. But Jesus saw things differently. He saw the world through compassionate eyes. He had compassion for the people. As the day passed, the disciples became concerned that the people wouldn't have enough food to eat. The crowd should go into the village, find the McDonald's, order Big Macs, and happy meals for their kids. But then Jesus said the strangest thing. They need not go away. You give them something to eat. Say what? The disciples must have been thinking. Feed this mob of people? No way. 
You know, we need to understand that Jesus often led his disciples into challenging situations, ones that required courage, insight, and radical faith. Situations that seemed sometimes too big for them. And this was certainly no exception. Why would he do that? It was because he saw something they didn't see. He saw the world in which anything is possible if you're aligned with God. Today's gospel from Matthew gives us some of the basic ingredients for seeing the world as Jesus sees it. Seeing the world as Jesus sees it begins with compassion. Is compassion your default setting? Jesus looked at everyone he met with eyes of compassion. And he looked at the crowd and had compassion for them. Compassion was Jesus' default setting. Compassion was at the very core of his being. If you follow college football, you probably recognize, recognize the name of Joe Burrow. Burrow was a LSU quarterback that led last year's team to the national championship, and he also won the 2019 Heisman Trophy. At the ceremony where he accepted his trophy, he used his moment in the spotlight to speak some words of encouragement to the kids in his home of Athens County, Ohio. You may know that Athens County is one of the poorest in the Appalachian region. And through tears, Burrow said, I'm up here for all those kids from Athens County that go home to not a lot of food on the table, hungry after school. Then he added, you guys can be up here too. Within hours of Burroughs' words, a man from Athens County named Will Draybold set up a fundraising site for money for the Athens County Food Pantry. He was counting on Burroughs' words of compassion to inspire others. Curious fans began Googling Athens County, Ohio, and within two days, folks from around the country had donated $260,000 to the Athens County Food Pantry all because they were moved by Burroughs' compassion. Compassion was Jesus' default setting. Compassion was at the very core of his nature. He was compassionate, and that compassion led him to die on the cross for us. The Christian cross is displayed in every corner of the world. Why? Because we as followers of Jesus recognize it as the greatest symbol of compassion in the world. Listen again to the opening words of our story today. Jesus withdrew in a boat to a deserted place. Now, if you go back a few verses, you remember that Jesus had just learned that King Herod had beheaded his cousin, John the Baptist. And he wanted to get away and grieve the loss of his friend. He needed some solitude, some alone time. Could certainly understand that, can't we? But when the crowds heard it, they followed him. They followed him on foot. And when he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them, and he cured their sick. I don't know about you, but at this point, I think I'd have been a little ticked off. The crowd was desperate, though, to hear his teaching and to receive his healing. And when Jesus saw the crowd of thousands, he didn't see a crowd. I once heard a quote that there's one thing that God cannot do. 
God cannot see a crowd. And that was the case with Jesus. He didn't see a crowd. He saw individuals made in the image of God who were incredibly precious in God's sight. And he saw that they were hurting. And he had compassion on them, thousands of them. When we operate from a place of compassion, we see others as God sees them. And suddenly we want to help. We want to do what we can. We want to heal. Whatever it takes, it's because these people are valuable to God that makes them valuable to us. Seeing the world through the eyes of Jesus inevitably leads to acts of love and compassion. Seeing the world through the eyes of Jesus involves giving up some of our own time, treasure, and talent to meet the needs of others. We may feel we don't have the resources to make a dent in some compassionate thing that we're thinking of, but it's amazing what can happen when Jesus gets involved. One of my favorite quotes from Mother Teresa, not all of us can do great things, but all of us can do small things with great love. It doesn't always take a lot. Whatever we have is enough. The crowd numbered about 10,000 that day, and Jesus told his disciples, you give them something to eat. This miracle is in all four Gospels. In John's Gospel, we learn that it was a young boy who gave up his lunch, five small barley loaves, probably the size of a sandwich roll, and two small fish, probably about the size of sardines. The disciples answered, we have only five loaves and two fish, but amazing things happen when we give God something to work with. And Jesus said, that, bring them here to me. Jesus used what was at hand to meet the people's needs, and that's always a simple principle, but the starting place for a miracle. We have lots of excuses, don't we? Lord, I just don't have the time to volunteer to cook food for the homeless at the gathering, or I don't have time to volunteer at the school. Jesus looks at our schedule and says, bring it here to me. And we look at our bank account and you say, I just, Lord, I just don't have any extra cash to donate to the food pantry. Jesus looks at our bank account and says, bring it here to me. And we hold up our hearts and say, Lord, I just don't have it in my heart to love that person. It's impossible. And Jesus looks at our heart and says, bring it here to me. When we look through the eyes of Jesus, we say, Lord, my life belongs to you. I may not have much, but everything I have and everything I am, I want to give to your kingdom. And suddenly we see a million needs around us and we find a way to to meet some of those needs. When we care enough, we'll sacrifice what we have to make a difference. Seeing the world through Jesus' eyes starts with compassion, both thoughts of compassion and acts of compassion. But here's the beautiful thing. Seeing the world through the eyes of Jesus often leads to miracles. After the disciples gave Jesus the five loaves and two fishes, he gave thanks broke them and gave them back to the disciples. And then the disciples gave them to the people and they all ate and were satisfied. And afterwards, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. Bible scholars have long debated how this happened. 
Was it sharing or was it a miracle? We don't know, and frankly, it doesn't matter. The fact is that when we see the world through Jesus' eyes, we're willing to share what we have, our, our strength, our time, our intellect, our love, our money, and our resources with others. And we don't have to start with a lot of resources. We start with a lot of compassion, love, and faith. Then God steps in and takes whatever we have to satisfy whatever need has captured our heart. And miraculously, we find that we have plenty of resources left over for ourselves. I read a beautiful story recently about a girl by the name of Rachel Beckwith. Despite her young age, she wanted to do something for people in need. In 2011, she decided to donate her ninth birthday to an organization called Charity Water. Charity Water is a nonprofit that raises money to fund water projects around the world. Since its inception in 2006, they've raised more than $370 million and funded more than 44,000 water projects in 28 countries and provided clean drinking water to over 12 million people. They've saved hundreds of thousands of people from who would have suffered preventable diseases or possible death by drinking unclean water. One of the many ways that Charity Water raises money for their projects is to encourage celebrities to donate their birthday to charity. Will Smith, Justin Bieber, and Jessica Biel, just to name a few, have asked their families to donate to Charity Water in honor of their birthday. Now, Rachel Beckwith isn't a celebrity, but she decided to donate her birthday and with the goal of raising $300. She raised $220, pretty impressive amount for a young girl. However, sadly, a few weeks after her ninth birthday, Rachel died in a car accident. But the news media across the country spread the news of this generous child and her tragic death. Strangers began making contributions to Charity Water in Rachel's honor. To date, millions have been donated in honor of Rachel. Enough money to provide clean water to over 100,000 people. Rachel Beckwith saw with Jesus' eyes. She looked at the world with compassion. Instead of asking for presents for herself for her birthday, she donated her birthday for others, a radical act of love and faith. And her compassion inspired people all over the world to give to Charity Water. 100,000 people around the world <clears throat> have clean water because of her compassionate act. And if that's not a miracle, not unlike the feeding of the 5,000, I don't know what is. When we shut our eyes to the needs around us, we don't think we can make a difference. We miss the point. We just need to give Jesus something to work with. Jesus is looking at us just as he looked at his disciples and saying, they need not go away. You give them something to eat or something to drink or something to wear or a house to live in. Jesus wasn't planning a picnic that day. He was training his disciples to see through his eyes and by doing so establish the kingdom of God here on earth. And he's still doing that today. 
Whenever you or I see a need, however large or small it may be, and however small our resources may be, when we bring that need to Jesus, he'll bless it. Then we'll see the miracle that he can do through all of those who see the world through Jesus' eyes. Amen.